Welcome back to 10th Inning. Your two favorite hosts, Jack and Brett Miller, here on the 10th Inning Podcast. What, what's, with the, what's with the face, Jordan? What's with the face? <laughs> no, I agree. You agree? Okay. I do. It didn't seem like it at first. <laughs> he forgot he wasn't a host. <laughs> <laughs> but Jack and Brett Miller back with the 10th Inning Podcast once again. And Wild Card Week is amongst us. One of the best times of year, honestly. October starting to become one of my favorite months um, pretty much throughout the entire year. And Brett, it's been... A wild card week, as uh, for sure, because no team or no series went to three games, and each team that lost in game one also lost in game two. It's been a really fun uh, week, though. Yeah, it's probably the best week in baseball, I'd say. I mean, Rob Manfred can't be too happy that he's got no game threes going on today, but some surprises. I think two road teams won, and then the other two, yep. the home teams won. So, yeah, a lot to get to. Let's talk about the Rangers and Rays first, since those that was pretty much the first game that happened uh, during Eastern time. So, Rangers and Rays, and the Rays only scored one run in two games after having 99 wins in the season. And it's something that, if you're the Rays, and you have that low of an attendance of 19,000 fans come to a playoff game, which didn't even fill the lower deck seats, very disappointing for the Tampa Bay Rays. They're looking for that new stadium that we were talking about. What was that? A week or two? A week yeah, ago? A week two or two ago. It was a week or two ago that we talked about it. They want that quicker, but the problem is, is I don't know if it's going to be the new stadium that's going to attract these fans. They might be one of those teams that needs a relocation just based off fan stock because the Tampa Bay Rays are not getting the mm-hmm. attention that they would want. I mean, obviously this weekend there wasn't a lot of hype, but still, it's the playoffs. There should be a loaded stadium. Just look at Milwaukee. Yeah, I mean, it's not that it's easy to fill a stadium, but it's not that hard either. No. I mean, everyone's willing to go to, a, especially because tickets were only what? I, I didn't see, I know the Twins series was about like seven bucks. Are you serious? It was like seven bucks to get in, and, yeah. and I think I think Rays, Blue Jays is probably just a little more than that. So it's not hard. It's a you could, simple event day that you could go to with, even coworkers because it was during the day, and I saw people being like, "Yeah, why are you gonna have I a playoff a game during that. the day?" I was like, "Does he know? It's not that it's in the day; it's that it's to Tampa Bay." Because yeah. I also because <laughs> if it was nine a.m., Philadelphia fans would still fill out yeah. that stadium. Yeah. It, it's it's you can't give yourself the excuse that oh we got a poor time slot. Like no, your fan you just don't have many fans down there and that's kind of like all i think all florida teams kind of face that in every sport even football you see like the jaguar stadium doesn't always fill up i think i just don't know what they're really doing and the rumors of the rays like a year ago i believe when they were like talking about moving to like what montreal Mm -hmm. they should they should keep looking into that that new stadium should not be built i don't think yeah well i want to stick with that florida point that you have not it's not just tampa bay it's also other teams in other leagues that just don't get that attention in Florida. But Florida is always looking for a team to just kind of, I don't know, like they, they're they always looking for entertainment to come to their stadiums, whether it be football, baseball, basketball. I mean, Miami Heat, I would say, is the team that attracts the most fans out of all of them. Them or the Florida. Lightning. Lightning yeah. are very popular. Lightning is very popular, but, I mean, it's my, Miami Heat is close. But, I mean, Tampa yeah. Bay, Buccaneers, they... They do attract a decent amount of fans. I mean, it's more than Tampa yeah. Bay, but it's understandable. It's football, so it's also in a way better location. It's like right by the airport. Yeah, and I want yeah. to talk about because, like, let's say this Phillies and Marlins series was in Miami. We usually, as the as 
Phillies fans, they usually travel down to Miami to take over Lone Depot Park. Mm-hmm. And it becomes a, a road game that really turns into a home game just based off the fans, even though you play in the top half of the innings. But it's just, they're always looking for entertainment down in Florida, but no one really in Florida is attracted to the entertainment that's near them, Jordan. And it's been kind of lackluster, just the amount of fans that not even just Tampa Bay Rays are getting, but even Miami Marlins, even other leagues, like with, as Doc said, Jacksonville Jaguars, Miami Dolphins, and some of these road games for these guys down in Florida become home games just because their home stand, or they're just their fans in general, will take over their Florida stadium. Right. It's, it's disappointing because Tampa had a good year. Like you said, they won 99 games. And like Doc mentions, they just have no one pull up to the games. I, I think the regular season, the final regular season game of the year for the Royals, they had like 20,000 people. That's more than what they had for a playoff game. Exactly. And like you mentioned, like who cares about the time slot? Because any playoff, like you mentioned, 9 a.m. in Philly, if the Yankees had a playoff game at 5 in the morning, it would be filled. Yeah. I just don't understand why they care so less for their team when I've seen it be packed in previous years, like in 2021, 2019. Fans were there. And now the Rays are 0-6 since Randy's eating popcorn outside the dugout against the Red Sox. Yeah, it's just it's really rough to see, Brett, because... Mm-hmm. The Tampa Bay Rays, you you had a lot to expect from them. Not really much last year. Last year, their offense yeah, I had them was sweeping a, Texas this yeah, season. Yeah, and my thing was with last year, I was expecting low-scoring games between the Guardians last year. I was expecting that. They only scored one run last year against the Guardians. Now they score only one run again after an electric season, or electric regular season. I mean, they went 13-0 to start the season. Mm-hmm. And... I mean, granted to them, that's amazing and all. You get to 99 wins after winning 13 in a row to start the season. But you score one run as a team that almost had 100 wins. That's very disappointing. They also have the best home record in baseball. Exactly. But yeah. it's, but even not even just that. It's just they weren't even to crack a crooked number mm-hmm. in either game. Yeah, it's, it's disappointing on multiple levels. On a baseball level, it's disappointing because I think everyone here had them. We're pretty high on them. Um... They were the clear-cut uh, first seed wild card, but I think Florida in general has a little bit of a sports problem. I think the demographic down there does not help them at all. It's a lot of retired people that head down there. They just don't care like the Northeast does about their sports or the West Coast does with their sports. I mean, the most popular team in all of Florida, would you say, is what the Heat? It's or probably the lightning. Heat or lightning. Do you see a Heat playoff game? <laughs> it's so depressing. Yeah. It's this like, year it was. In pre- it, like when they had LeBron and Chris Bosh, like, yeah. those were good crowds. But like, this year was a little, little like weak. tip-off starts, and it looks like halftime, like the start of a third quarter at most mm-hmm. stadiums. It's mm-hmm. just they have Florida in general has a legitimate issue with this stuff, and if the Rays want to relocate and stay in St. Petersburg, they better have a, a damn good plan of getting butts in those seats because – it was just embarrassing. They'd pan on ESPN. They'd pan to like the crowds, like yeah. where you sh- you uh, pan out with all like the rally towels. There's like fifty rally towels, <laughs> yeah. and we're like we're in the one hundreds by the dugout. Yeah. What are we, like? I it probably it can't help the team. You're at home, and it, it there was no home feels field like you're advantage. on the road. Yeah. I mean, it's I don't. Is it a coincidence? They're that lucky they're they didn't play like the Yankees in the playoffs. Scoring one run in eighteen innings, they're about to set a record. Dating back to the last wild card. Exactly. Yeah. I think it was, what, 32 innings in a row where they didn't score a run in the playoffs? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot about yeah. that. I mean, are we kidding right? me? Or, yeah. Because yeah. I think they only scored one run yeah. in the first game, and the, then they didn't score. What, the they score game. in the eighth inning yesterday? Yeah. 
Or to, seventh inning. We we were yeah. I believe I believe it was seventh. It's yeah. a shame. Like, it's an external problem at this point. Tampa, I mean, they're too good. Yeah, I mean, Tampa Bay is one of the mo- most well-run organizations in baseball, and it's disappointing that fans don't show up in return because one of my favorite things about the trap in the playoffs is that it's a weird stadium to fill. And when it does fill, it's electric. And we saw that, like I mentioned earlier in 2019 and 2021. And I was looking back earlier at the, if you guys remember the Kevin Kiermeyer home run off Granky in game three, mm-hmm. that place was rocking. Yeah, it was. And I was looking forward to seeing that against Baltimore, big division series. And they just had no fight to show. No, it was and disappointing. They'd rather be on the beach, man. Yeah. It's Florida has a lot of other things that attracts the, that demographic, but Doc, I want to stick on that demographic part um, because it's, as Brett said, it's a lot of retired people. A lot of people that, want, like, when they retire, they're like, I want to move down to Florida mm-hmm. and get a smaller place. They want to uh, pretty much live down, I guess. Is that what they say? Like, yeah. They, yeah, they yeah. Buy down or something. <laughs> I forget what it is. But they buy a smaller house compared to what they had down in Florida. So is it... Is one of the main problems for the reason they're not attracting fans is because they're trying to attract a demographic, a demographic that's just not there. Yeah, I mean, you might be right because I know a couple people that I used to have, like neighbors on my street that went down there, and they aren't the youngest, <laughs> to say the least. So, mm-hmm. And even if you do get those fans to the game, I mean, they're not the same rowdy that you know you see in – other stadiums, like obviously Philadelphia, we keep mentioning it, even in New York. But I think that is a problem. I think you you got to know, I guess, your target audience because at this point it's just about getting them in the seats and then you worry about can they get rowdy after, like uh, Brett said, about just getting people in seats. Yeah, and I want to just, I guess, swing this over to kind of my perspective on this whole Tampa Bay Rays thing because I have grandparents that live in Florida and we go to Disney a lot, not just with my grandparents, just like my actual uh, core family in general. And we used to ta- let's say like, hey, do you guys want to tag along to go to Disney with us? And sometimes they were like, yes. But nowadays, as the years go on, they say that Disney is too much for them. And Brett, maybe for some of these older fans, a playoff atmosphere, not even just a playoff atmosphere, but just a baseball game in general is too much for someone that is retired because it's either too much, just too much activity just to even just get to the seat. Yeah, and on top of it, you partner that with the fact that that we talked about a couple weeks ago, the Trop is not the easiest place to get to if you live in Tampa itself. Right, because you guys both been there. Yeah, it's not the easiest place to get to. Um, But taking it a step further, I just think that MLB is trying so hard to bring in this younger audience, and it just doesn't click in St. Petersburg because... Mm -hmm. No matter what your target audience is, you just don't have a lot of that population down there. It's a lot of people that come from the Northeast that move down there later on, and they just there's just no interest in it. So, I don't know. It might sound a little bit dramatic, but maybe you have to get them out of there. I want to stick on this one more time, Jordan, because maybe the other reason is because Florida just attracts too many people up north yeah. that there's not any actual Florida locals in florida it's a lot of tourists it's a lot of people that move from up north to retire birds exactly like there's people that are like like there's so many people like if you asked where were you born in florida i would be surprised if you got 
20% of your answer saying Florida. Right, like the natural Floridian, like, I don't, it's, a, it's a weird thing. Like, not many of them exist. A lot of, you, yeah. like you said, they come from North Jersey, South Jersey, New York, Connecticut. They yeah, just so move they down be, there and retire. They might be other, they might yeah. be fans of other teams, so they don't want to go to mm-hmm. a Tampa Bay Rays game Especially because they the grew Northeast. up with someone in, like, Minnesota. Like, they grew up with Milwaukee right. Brewers or something. Yeah. They grew up with, a t- like, maybe they lived in, like, Nebraska or something, and they root for, I don't even know, like Huskers, the Mariners. Or, Huskers. Yeah, they root for the Cornhuskers, so they don't even want to watch college football. They don't even want to see um, University of South Florida, which is close by in Tampa. Yeah, and they just put a lot of money into their new stadium. Exactly. So That's the problem also with Florida is the, the college sports, even high school, <laughs> might be arguably bigger than some of their I think the Gators proteins. are probably the biggest team there. Oh, yeah. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, don't, even, don't forget, like, FSU. Like, they, FSU that's what they huge. care about. That's the problem yeah. with... When you have teams down south, how many it's professional probably, sports it, teams do they have? In though? order, it's probably Heat, Lightning, sadly Gators, high school sports. Maybe <laughs> like, well, like, well, gotta, I think Miami's in Miami, uh, not Marlins, Miami Dolphins. Yeah, Dolphins are in there. Because, but, I'm you. but after that, I mean, it yeah. gets down to. I mean, I was in Tampa for like three days, but like the vibes I got, like the Lightning are is the team there. Yes, like you see 100%, it everywhere. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. Yeah, you see I mean, they that. also had a dynasty. I guess it's still currently in still dynasty. Right dynasty. Now, yeah. I when I go to my grandparents' house in Florida, they li- like we have to go to the Tampa airport, and then it's like a forty-five to an hour drive to get to their house, which is pretty much closer to Orlando. I guess it's like right in the middle. But when you drive out of that Tampa airport, it's a lot of Buccaneers mm-hmm. and. Mm-hmm. Um, lightning ads when you come out there's i swear i have never seen a tampa bay rays ad yeah, you're in right. in tampa it's, i've seen one in st petersburg that's, and that's it that's probably yeah, it but still i mean you are the tampa bay rays and i'm flying into not even i mean i understand it's tampa but it's still the trop is right next to the airport yeah, exactly especially yeah, at an airport right like you could be like raymond hey, james come catch a game bucks yeah, is exactly. why you're here the bucks is a little further but t- the trop is less than 10 miles from the airport mm-hmm. yeah so mm. it's definitely uh I guess a tragic sight in uh, in Tampa Bay right now because mm-hmm. they can't attract anyone. Uh, but understandably, there shouldn't really been that many fans just because they only were able to score one run in one two games. run in thirty two innings. Exactly. So, but let's move on to the game that followed next, which was the Blue Jays and Docs Twins. Docs Twins. <laughs> um, but because they're my team now. Got it. Got it. we live in. Yep. Yeah, but. <laughs> Uh, the, the Blue Jays, they lost two in a row, and they were projected to win that series yeah. in two or three, but the Twins turned it around at home in Minnesota for the first time since 2002. They won a playoff series. That was before I was born. Yeah. Was were any of us alive? I don't think so. I was Anyone yeah, the last time they won a playoff series was the Moneyball year, the BJAs. Yeah. <laughs> you weren't born. Doc, oh, no. Two, two, Jordan, oh three. no. Nope. You're younger than me. Brett, nope. you're... Oh yep, three. We're all oh three, or you're oh four. Oh four. Yeah, so... This is, so they haven't won before. They've won... Last time they won was when they... When we weren't Who was born. on that team? Was Joe Maurer there? In, uh, no. <laughs> Joe Maurer is like... Yeah. Joe Maurer probably wasn't there for another like... I bet Ortiz like a couple years. was there, right? Actually, I'll check. What, wait, let me see. Uh, we got to look that up. Yeah. But all I'm going to say 2002 is... Twins. So... Oh, dude, that's when Tory Hunter was on the Twins. Ortiz was there. How does this help... The legacy of Carlos Correa. <laughs> we knew we were going to get there. We're there now. Uh, so 
Johan Santana hey, hey, was their guy. Jokes aside, he, wow. he he's coming off. He was coming off an injury coming into this game, and I was worried. He obviously didn't have the best year. Him and Trey Turner were struggling. Trey picked it up, but he still wasn't really able to pick it up at the end of the year, and actually got hurt while Trey was heating up. But he came in his playoff me one of the. Best plays probably in Twins history in game one, which is sad to say. It's not even an overreaction. Which is, it was a very nice they play. They have a walk-off home run to win the World Series. Yeah. I said one of the best. <laughs> it's top five, it's probably. Top five. I didn't say the best. I said one of the best. And then, five. Yeah. And, then, and then he had an RBI single yesterday, which if you look at the game, it's technically the game winner. So, yeah. <laughs> But still, like... I do think that this Twins team, jokes aside, is actually kind of scary in a sense that yeah, I've realized that too. You, you don't want to see a team with good pitching They're because for the short series because it's it's scary, man. I mean, they have Pablo Lopez, they have Joe Ryan didn't even pitch yet. He was he's their game three starter, and they obviously had Sonny Gray pitch yesterday. Another great performance from him, but bona fide stud. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> and the whole. Just the whole team. The offense is the problem. Obviously, is, is it, they're going to yeah. beat the Astros. That offense needs to step up. And Toronto's pitching did its job. They only allowed yeah. five runs in two. And Toronto has very good pitchers. I should Why say. Why did they pull Barrios? I, I don't dude, know. I have to Let's blame John Schneider. That. On that we, one. I told that. That's bad. Forty-eight pitches was it? I think it's 47, 48. What? What? It was forty-seven pitches scoreless. Obviously, scoreless. The, the bases were loaded, but still. No, no. I think they only took him out. Didn't they take not take him out until? He allowed like a runner. He allowed a hit. I yeah. think he allowed a hit to start the inning, and then they took him out. And then Kikuchi, oh, oh, I think, walked someone. There's no way Kikuchi has an ERA of five in the month of September. He couldn't even have been three times near it's, three times through. No, it was you were just you were just going yeah because uh, Correa didn't come up to like three batters. Forty eight pitches. Sorry, I'm basing everything off. Correa, I didn't watch but much of the game. I didn't catch most of it. Yeah, forty eight pitches. If you're dealing, you're probably what midway through the third. Yeah, they took him. They took him out the fourth hitter. Uh, the cleanup hitter, I think, got pinch hit for. I forget who came in to pinch hit, but they brought Max, Kikuchi came in. Max Kepler was yeah. the four hole hitter, so, so that makes sense why they would take him out just so they could get a righty. Was it righty? Yeah, but then a pinch hitter came in. I think it was just yeah, a righty. Not in the fourth so they though. just ended up having lefty righty anyway, and then and then I know, well, yeah, because yeah, I was saying because Kepler is a lefty, so yeah. it makes sense why they would and he pinch faced him. Kepler. Uh, no, no, Kepler got took him out for. Yeah, even so, righty left or no, no. Kirloff got injured. Kepler, oh, okay. Kepler did hit. I think. Yeah, Ke- I want to say Kepler might have gotten the hit to start the inning. Okay. What were you going to say, Jordan? You can't even if it's righty left. You can't pull Barrios in the fourth inning. I mean, it's ridiculous. I'm surprised Don Mattingly didn't have more of a say because he's more of an old school guy, as we know. He should have said like, "You, you got to believe in hot. You're going to bring in Kikuchi to finish this game." It's it was zero zero at the time, right? We got to start having some conversations about John Schneider, man. He's not a good manager. I mean, the Jays have bullpen issues, and, and it's not always your fault when you have bullpen issues. But remember when he forgot the season? the uh, rule of um, oh uh, mound visits? visits. He yeah. forgot the mound yep. visit rule, where like if you go out for the second time in the same inning, you have to yeah, take, take him out, out. Yeah. and. So Manoa, Alex Manoa, Manoa was like the third inning. Manoa was like, de- not it was early on in the game. He went out twice in the same inning, and he had to pull Manoa. Jeez. But I want to talk about Max Kepler anyways because, I mean, just talking about the Barrios and Kepler matchup, just based on Kepler's uh, just stats this year with Minnesota in 491 plate appearances, 438 at-bats, he had 114 hits, 22 doubles, 24 homers, 66 RBIs. With a 260 batting average, with in a pitch clock era, which I would say 260 now is around average. What's his OPS? 
OPS of 816. It's pretty good. Pretty good. It's not bad. He's having a good year. It's it's ha- he's having a solid year. Yeah. But you got to kind of expect a little bit of a jump when it's pitch clock. I mean, last year he was at 227. Yeah. It's a good jump, but I mean, you got to expect around 250 260 now with No shift. With, that helps. Yeah, exactly. So Kepler, I still would like to see Barrios go against Kepler. I mean, you give up one base runner and you pull him. Mm-hmm. That's kind of nuts. I mean, when I mean, just lo- looking at the Phillies game, I mean, when was Nola's first um, runner on base? When was that? Well, that was. I don't think it was still the. Th- I want to say maybe it was the, the third or fourth double. So third. Yeah. So yeah. third inning. Mm-hmm. So you would like let's say Rob Thompson did that. Pull him it's in the, the equivalent, essentially. I mean, why? I mean, what's the point of that? I mean, I, I mm-hmm. understand that the Blue Jays are desperate, and you're trying to win game two, but you're wasting one of your starting arms. I think there tr- has a five ERA yeah. in September, as you said, Jordan, to try and get out of a one runner jam. Who would their game three starter? Bassett. Bassett. Okay. Yeah. That's but why still, I had that's Toronto. Four starters you're wasting in a wild card series. Yes. I think the thing is, is just. You overthink it. Ryu as well. You almost tell yourself that it's the playoffs, so that you have to do something different because now it's the playoffs. But I was actually listening when I was walking over to Jacks that on the radio, Tom McCarthy was on the radio for the Phillies, and he asked, "I don't know who the color commentator is. It's not Kevin Stocker. It's yeah, is that who it is?" So he, Tom McCarthy, asked him like about how things change and how his old manager when he played would he change anything. He said he wouldn't change a thing. Like he would keep doing the same thing. Yeah, why would you? And I, yeah, I mean, it's it's the famous if it if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But at the same time, I do get that you do you're a little more lenient to make changes in the playoffs. But it seems like they're if you give a manager a slight chance to take you out, he's pulling you. Mm-hmm. It's it's like because I guess it makes sense analytically, which. I would have One loved to see. Runner? I would have loved to see Gabe Cap or They were going for. Series. They were going I for. Oh uh, no, I wouldn't. <laughs> they were going th- for a uh, a view. It was kind of like I'd have to in the 2020 playoffs when the Yankees were playing Tampa Bay. I think in Game Three they started Devi Garcia and they pulled him after the first inning and put in Jay Happ and everyone knew they were doing it just so they could get the righty lefty switch up. I think that's what Toronto was trying to do. But like you said, you can't just change because it's the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Barrios has been good all year. Uh, he had a three six five ERA, one point one WHIP. He had one hundred eighty four strikeouts. Not pretty similar, season. pretty similar to what Bassett did this year, except Bassett had more wins, so he got lucky on that point. But you can't change like that, and I think that's a big reason they lost. Yeah, it's definitely against uh, his old team too. Yeah, yeah. It's against his old team, and he's doing really, really well, and definitely something that he would have liked to put, I guess, on his baseball resume that he dominated against his old team in a wild card situation. And if he probably continued out there, I mean, I get that there was a base runner with no outs, but you gotta, you gotta still let him out yeah. there, just see what he can. Work I think with. we've come to realize too that Toronto offensively, like people, like they did struggle for sure. No team should score more than one run. But looking at them, like I think twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one was a little fluke because I think this is what Vladdy is. He's a guy who'll hit close to thirty home runs, but he only slugs like four forty. I pretend I do not see. <laughs> <laughs> but and everyone else in the lineup, too, like Matt Chapman, his OPS is 755. Matt Chapman was like AL MVP through the first like two months. He's never been a great hitter, though. He's Brandon, always been Somehow he was like hitting like 320. Is Brandon Bell, like, like, what are we doing? I forgot about him, <laughs> like, dude. He's like seriously like getting productive at bats still. Yeah. He's Brandon Bell was the best, second best statistical hitter. on. Like, Bo Bichette like, is this team. <laughs> what are yeah, we yeah. doing? Dude, it's because all year I kept hearing yeah. the Blue Jays are going to get it going. They just probably from they never did. Well, here's the thing. We got to 
bring this up too because they did the exact same thing as the Rays. Only yeah. scored one run in two games in the playoffs. Mm. Well, in, in fairness, both teams were on the road essentially. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I mean, the Blue Jays were actually on the road. <laughs> but the that Twins crowd was nice, I must say. Yeah, that was that was not nice. to cut you off. Yeah. I mean, but looking at the Twins' offense, it's just the pitching, uh, yeah. or just and just looking at the Twins as a whole, I should say, it was their pitching that won them the game because they only scored five total runs. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if you can if you can pitch well like that, your entire bullpen and your mm-hmm. starting group can do that. I mean, hey, I mean, if you can just get two, if you get a crooked number on the board, yeah, it can win you a game sometimes. But yeah. I mean, you got to play a team now that Houston Astros now. We got to talk yeah. about Royce Lewis too. Yeah, Royce Lewis, two home runs. I always love seeing guys have like a little bit of a resurgence, yeah. Type, you know, kind of like what you see. We saw with like Mickey Moniak, even though he's the it's not on your team. It's just, it's just cool, man. And Royce Lewis. I mean, when I saw he had two home runs, I was like, is he gonna have one of those runs? We're gonna be like, where were you when Royce Lewis hits? <laughs> like you're on like TikTok slides. Yeah. It was like <laughs> Royce Lewis playoff hero. <laughs> <laughs> like you know, one of those. He's having a good year too. He is, man. Yeah. I, I think he hit like three grand slams in like a week or He's something. Finally, get it going or two weeks span. Yeah, it was something nuts. But yeah, now they play the Houston Astros, the Texas Rangers. They play the Baltimore Orioles. Mm-hmm. So continuing with the American League, let's stick with this. So we have uh, the yeah. So we just mentioned the matchups, Doc. Who do you like from both of them? Obviously, I know you want your your <laughs> Twins to push against the Astros, but. Um, but realistically, yeah. I mean, you have two games to start in Houston, and then two more in Minnesota, and then if they need it, um, they got to go back to Houston for one more game. So it's five games set. Twins, Astros, starting off in Houston. Who do you see pulling away? Oh man, <laughs> because <laughs> look, I'm not here to doubt the Astros because their pitching is good, and the reason why I think they kind of easily went to the World Series and ended up winning is because. Their bullpen was dominant. They had like seven arms they could throw out there, but they don't have that this year. Something happened with Montero. Their bullpen? Um, yeah, their bull- like Montero signed that contract and then just immediately this year struggled. So I think that they they still have like a good bullpen, but it, the thing is, is they're not seven deep. They where they would pull their deep. starter in like the fourth inning because they knew they had five they straight arms. I mean, there's deep. one guy who had a question. You said Montero. But everyone else, like Brian Abreu and Hector Neris, they're still Oh, yeah, Hector incredible. the protector. He is, he is incredible. <laughs> Phil but Maton's think, good. But back to who I he, think He was a wins. Philly, right? Phil Maton? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. no Maton, his brother was. His brother was. Oh, no, that's his brother. Yeah. I do think the Astros take it in five, though, because okay. I think that the Twins pitching – will win them at least, I want to say game three, because game three, I think uh, we'll see Sonny Gray take the mound once again, and uh, and I think he'll he'll win that game himself. Game two might be a deciding factor, because if the Twins can take game two, then you might, we might see something like it brewing. And I, but I think we do see five games in that series where you're like, again, Aaron Down Twins, why are the Twins going to five against the defending World Series champions? And yeah. I think the offense will also step up a little bit more than they did against the Blue Jays because... Two games under their belt now. Yeah, I do trust Verlander, but at the same time, he's hittable. Yeah. They don't have like the true shutdown starter ace, even though Verlander has pitched like that recently. But obviously, we've seen he's hittable, and... Like we mentioned, Max Kepler, good lefty. They have a couple good lefties on that 
that squad over there in Minnesota. I think it goes to five, but I, I do have to take the Astros because I think when it comes down to it, game five will likely be pitched by um, maybe Verlander would go back again. No, Verlander would pitch game four. Game one and game, yeah, game, one and game five. Game, game one and game five, maybe. So we'll see, but I, I do think the Astros, but I think the Twins have a good shot. And then the Rangers and Orioles. Oh man, I, dude, I don't know. It's gonna be fun though. It's gonna Jack's be Jack's Orioles. It's gonna be it's gonna be a party for sure. The Rangers have all the firepower in the world, but it's just the question is like, will the Orioles' magic run I out? Can't wait to see Camden Yards <laughs> bumping. Yeah. yeah, that's gonna be a fun stadium to watch. You know sure. what I think? I think in that series, give me oh, no. the Rangers. Oh, because their offense kind of looks like their offense that we saw in those. May, the Junes, and even into July, where they looked like, wow, mm-hmm. this team is softball. And team. they, yeah, the Seager has, <laughs> and, that and they're going to face a pretty poor pitching staff. It's not the, it's not the worst. <sighs> They've won good, it's not the best. Bradish is their only good. Yeah, Bradish, and then they like Kremer. Well, their bullpen's or, good, and then so. it's. But they can hit the Orioles. That's how and Felix Batista's not obviously not pitching. So, look, man, I think the Rangers take it, and I think they take it in a. And four. I think it's gonna be close. I said Orioles and five. I wanted to say five, but if I say five for every series, then like, what am I doing? You know, <laughs> I yeah. do think the Rangers. Like, I think they have like a Phillies type series. Rangers surprised the Orioles in game one. Orioles take game two, and then everyone's like, okay, the Orioles are gonna take over again. Then they'll go back to Texas. Yeah, Texas, and and then ha- win back to back games. Game four being a close win. Jordan Montgomery and. Bro's predicting the future, and then Brad, and then Brad, Bradish, and Jordan Montgomery will both have like gems in that game, I think. But I think the Rangers will have like a eighth inning moment to take See the lead. Up. You want to kick it to NL? Yeah, let's kick it to NL because we have to talk about four more other teams. The Fightins. <laughs> we can start with the Fightins. Do you want to start with the Fightins, or do you want? We'll start touch the on the. We'll get the Diamondbacks and Brewers out of the way first. Real yeah, quick. and then okay. we'll we'll end with. <laughs> but the Diamondbacks look look nasty. I'm not gonna lie, specifically yeah. offensively. I mean. Corbin Carroll doesn't even look like it doesn't he's look like human. he's playing in uh, a playoff game. It yeah. just looks like this is normal. He's for him. incredible. That's terrifying. And he's a rookie. He's a rookie, and he's like, a rookie. He, that's he's doing that's that. generally terrifying. And then you also have Cattell Marte, who's trying to tag along Good with for him. Corbin Carroll, who's really stepping up, which is something you really like to see. Nice to see him get some exactly. So couple playoff. Uh, Jordan, were you surprised that the Diamondbacks were able to sweep the Brewers out of Milwaukee, specifically since they were on the road, and uh, it was. Definitely something that I wouldn't say. I would for me. I would have said if the Diamondbacks won, they would have won in three, but they won in two, which is very incredible, yeah. especially, especially on the road. So, how did you? What was your initial reaction to both uh, the Diamondbacks wins? I was shocked. I mean, Milwaukee's pitching really failed them. I mean, in Game One, they threw out Corbin Burns. He won a Cy Young two years ago. He kind of throws out a dud, and their bullpen kind of carries them the rest of the way. And that first game, like, everyone used a lot of arms. I mean, mm. uh, Arizona got it done. Brandon fought, didn't do too well. But then they had Manaply, Castro, Nelson, Thompson, Ginkle, and Seawold all just locked down, shut down. At least they have two days off, though. <laughs> yeah, they do those arms and get a rest. That's why I got to go win 2 well. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we've seen, uh, like, Dodgers, Dimebacks, that's the next series coming up, and the Dodgers have had their number in recent history, so I don't expect another shocker to happen, but as for the Brewers, they had all the potential to really run the table, shock the world with their pitching staff, and they couldn't get it done. They couldn't even show Peralta. That's no. It's just crazy Peralta because... Peralta pitched pretty well, I thought, <laughs> early on, at least. Uh, it's just, then, oh, he was a Game 2 starter? 
Mm. Yeah, he pitched game four all time. Oh, I thought it was See, again, that game goes on during the Phillies game, so I'm just box score watching Yeah, I only saw like the first three innings because the Phillies. But if you tell me that you're going to give Corbin Burns a 3 nothing lead and then they blow it, we yeah. talked about that on all sides, and then you're going to get a 2 nothing lead they again went out to an early lead. the next yeah, night. Twice. First inning. And... And just blow it again. And we just, they had bases loaded, one out in the eighth yeah. inning with another chance, and they didn't get a run. At least a set up an easier ninth inning. I mean, I was high on them because I I saw when the Phillies played the Brewers, I believe, in late August, and they, they dominated us. Not maybe that's not the right word. I think it was they just took two out of three. But it was like I Convincing. don't want to see this pitching. Yeah. I just, don't want to uh, see it in a three game series. It really in the three game series. Please don't let me face the Brewers pitching staff. But instead. <laughs> How many runs did they let up in those two games? So five last night. The most? 11. 11. Yeah, we gave up 11. Two games. games. What happened? Phillies yeah. scored 11. Yeah. Tied. Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing with the Brewers is just like, <laughs> well, come on. But the thing is with, with the Brewers, it's just you can't, you can't fumble like that because you had Devin Williams come in and he also gave up runs as well. So, I mean, he just, he was that guy that you want to rely on and whatnot when it came to close games. But the thing is, is they couldn't even rely on him in the ninth inning. I mean, they gave up two oh, yeah. runs in the ninth with Devin Williams, and he fumbled the bag in game one to keep their lead growing. So yep. That's two blunders because you talked about it. that was game one. Game two last night, bases loaded, one out, and they didn't even score a run. So their ninth innings were even harder. Jordan's just can't stop laughing, dude. It's just one thing, right? <laughs> I said what happened. It was, it was funny because he was unintentional. <laughs> I don't even know. It might have been set up. I'm not sure. No, but. no. <laughs> but, but, um, but let's, uh, let, I mean, let's continue with the D-backs, just yeah. looking at their next matchup, looking at the Dodgers. <clears throat> A lot of people think that the Dodgers might – Choke again, and it's you not, have it's the not brooms happening. out. You got the broom sweeping. Dodgers right? in three. Yeah, Dodgers in three. Okay, Dodgers ah. in three. Okay, one series. About. One series has to. You know, about the just be one of those. Dodgers. The weird. I don't have. I think the Dodgers handled the NLDS. The NLCS, on the other hand, it can't happen again. They just lost the Padres last year. Yeah, I think this is. I don't know. The Dimebacks are wait. They're weaker. Like if you get the Padres, even though they didn't make the playoffs, if they made the playoffs, they beat the Dimebacks. Like. Dimebacks are good. They're not that good. But here's the thing, though. I definitely thought that the Brewers outmatched the demon, uh, the, the Diamondbacks. The Demonbacks. The Demonbacks. <laughs> yes. I. What impressed I me the most is that they were able to come back in both of those games. Yeah. So they that fight. gives me a little bit more hope that yeah. they're not just going to roll over. But if the Dodgers go up 2-0 yeah. in L.A., do you really think that they're going to? Well, the same thing happened in 2017. Do you think they'll t- to talk about the stadium takeover type stuff? you think? Dodger, the Diamondbacks might have to be worried about their stadium being taken over. That's what think, I was going to bring up. They have okay. fans out there. What does Chase, really Chase Field look like game three? It's either going to look like kind of not like up to what the Phillies looked like, but like it's a, one of their first playoff games in a long time. It'll so be 80 You would think it's hyped up. 80 20 Diamondbacks. Yeah. yeah. I mean, my I thing so. is, is just that with this, with just Arizona in general, Arizona is another one of those retirement states. That's like the Western retirement state. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. it's going to be, it might be similar to Tampa Bay. Citizens, citizens Bank West. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the thing with that is just you have a lot of the older population out in Arizona, mm-hmm. but you, it's hard for them to attract fans. I don't know. I mean, you had, obviously, I know Arizona is close to um, the Mexico border. I mean, but you had a lot of Mexico fans out in Arizona when it was USA versus yeah Mexico. But I mean with that you can't really you can't really 
I would say. There, I don't think it's as bad. Like, the Snakes do have fans, obviously. We've seen playoff games there before. I guess 2011, we'll 2017. Are they going Merrill Kelly game one? Probably. No, he just pitched. Oh, he pitched it for him. Yeah, probably then. Yeah, because yeah, Gallon was the game two starter. Yeah, so Kelly will go one. Gallon will go two. Like, those are good pitchers, so they could sneak a game Gallon out. Gallon two? Really? Yeah, I mean, well, if you look at just other teams. like NL like, has uh, off on Sunday. Or, excuse me. Oh, wait. Oh. Wait. So wait, game two of the NLDS on Monday. I was looking because I was looking at wow. Phillies tickets so last then, night. So then they would have a chance. Like, Everyone plays on Saturday. The thing with the Dodgers on Sunday, NL's on NAL on Monday, okay. or AL's off Monday. That's weird. The thing with the Dodgers this year, they're not pitching wise. They're not as dominant as they were in previous years. They have Kershaw who will he'll throw game one. They'll probably get the win. And their second pitcher up is probably Bobby Miller. He's a rookie. Dimebacks can hit that, and if they take it back to Arizona, tied, you never know what could happen. I actually really like Bobby Miller in this play. You do? I do. I think he's, he's one of those guys stuff. that really stepped up in the regular season, okay. and he can be one of those pitchers that can get you some well, really after that, solid innings. After that, there's more of a drop-off, because obviously we know Urias is after the year, and then they have to rely on rookies like Emmett Sheehan and that new guy. How do you pronounce his last name? Ryan Peepweet or Peepot? I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think. Uh, I've never knew how to pronounce his last name. But <laughs> point. Uh, <A> point. <laughs> <laughs> but nah, I, I get. Look, man, I think this is maybe the hardest one to predict because you see the Dodgers and you're like, yep, always kind of come up short. And I kind of been saying like, I don't trust their arms too much, even though that lineup's crazy. It, that lineup's just. Lineup's J, if JD Martinez almost had like a forty home run season, man, like oh, he did. Oh yeah, he had like thirty. Dude, I, I had like the home run uh, noties on for like the one Twitter account. I was like, I'm gonna be home run. I look up JD Martinez. It's like, like parentheses, it's like thirty nine. I'm like, I'm like, uh, what? <laughs> but nah, I think this is a hard series to predict because look, Diamondbacks are young and they look really good against the Brewers because Brewers have good pitching still. I I don't know if they're. I would say they're pitching really. Flundered more than Diamondbacks just kind of got to them, and and I could see that with you know obviously going against Kershaw of the of the worlds and all their their whole staff, but I just don't know who to go with. I think I'll say my prediction right here. I think the Dodgers do take it, and I'm I think it goes back to L.A. for Game Five. <laughs> wow! <laughs> Always thinking just earlier you were like I don't want to see five for <laughs> that's why I said four for the last one. So it'll be Philly <laughs> Phillies Dodgers Phillies Dodgers. Wow. All right. <laughs> so it's a nice little transition. And stairs. Yeah. <laughs> stop. Surprised you didn't pick the Diamondbacks. <laughs> Did you hear this guy? Yeah, he just said stop. <laughs> hey, la- a week ago, I put my the credibility that I don't have on the line and said the Phillies would sweep and that we'd be talking about a recap today. Yeah, and we're but we're now talking about a recap for everything. So there's no well, game three. A wild card is. recap. <laughs> <laughs> that, the uh, the Dodger Diamondback series, I think, is one of the more easier ones personally because really? like, the Dodgers are the Dodgers. But I think the hardest series to predict is the next one we have to talk about. And that's nah, Phillies nah, Rays. Talk about that before <laughs> yeah, you have I to actually, leave. I actually think gotta, it's up in the air. I can no, see it's, it. Either this way. is the it's one be you so want to bring fun. your popcorn out for. I yeah. mean, we're we are all well besides you, Jordan. Most three out of the four of us here are Phillies fans, but yes, Jordan. I think you can agree this is going to be the most entertaining for sure. series out of all four of them. Yeah, because the rematch of the NLDS last year and the Phillies won it in four. Definitely something that anyone was thinking yep. would happen because when they brought it back to Philly and Game Three was Spencer Strider. Everyone's like, all right. I mean, Spencer Strider's the guy to to. Pretty much, you got to get hits on, He's and ducking. the Philly was was able to rock him in right. the third inning. So this is definitely 
a, a redemption series for the Braves and also pretty much Spencer Strider as well. And I think it starts with Strider as well because as we saw last year, he got rocked in the playoffs against the, in Philly too. Yeah, and he he's a great pitcher. He's better this year, but his biggest thing is he still gives up runs. He always gets tagged for home runs, and I think the Phillies' biggest the, the key. NL Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole doesn't give up home runs this year. Well, I mean, like from past years, but <laughs> I know what you mean. I know what you mean. <laughs> but I think the key is hitting Strider in Game One because you have Wheeler going game one. I'm assuming, right? Yeah. No. No. Oh, wait, no Ranger. 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 No, Ranger my be, bad. Ranger. No, because it'll be enough time. Because Ranger. No, because Ranger's game was supposed to pitch Game Three. You guys so play. Sa- you guys play three. Saturday, so Wheeler will pitch Game One. No. Nah, because he pitched, he pitched Tuesday, game, so he it's pitched a little. It's, it's only it's only a uh, three. So what? Ranger Wheeler Nola. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Which is this is exactly what they did last year. So yeah, Ranger okay. started game one last year, and then they won that game. game one. It was a little little ugly. If you can somehow down. sneak game one against Strider and then throw Even Wheeler out against two, Freed, though. you Wheeler, guys could, Wheeler gets free because I know Freed it's crazy to say, still. but going up two zero is not that out of question. Freed no, still has I, that injury. I think he has also has a blister on his left hand, so his throwing yesterday hand. And, and they, they said they game. don't know if he can even he go he threw, four. He threw five innings in a simulated yesterday. Yeah, yeah Which, I would be afraid. I think they're a little worried a for him. Though. I think they're. I think too. they're. Charlie Morton's not going to pitch. Yeah, I mean, I, it's going to be Elder Nola game three. I mean, Here's go. my thing: Bryce Elder oh. is going to get <laughs> smacked up game three. I sound so biased when I say it, but dude, they've hit him well all year. I feel bad for him. They've hit that. They've hit him well. I want to talk about. The Braves for a quick second because they had these simulated games. That kind of hurts Man, for if for the Braves. They're pitching arms. You can't like yeah. if you're putting out Freed in a simulated game this week and he's pitching game two. No, he's not going to throw that many. He's probably threw like thirty pitches. No, he threw five innings. I think he, he threw, threw, he five, just innings. Said he threw five innings. Five on innings? the broadcast last night. They said he threw five innings. Five innings. You're just draining a starting arm like that with a guy that just had a blister uh, on his. I left think hand. they're like legitimately terrified, and they're they did that. To give themselves reassurance that this guy will stay. They had to remind themselves of the Braves because they were probably watching the TV and you and could feel it. Like you yeah. can legit feel it. You can see you see some of their fan reactions. They're like trying to convince themselves that yeah. they're not scared of the Phillies. Which no, I would be. I'm totally not even scared. trying to say that from a biased perspective. I know I no, sound I so. But biased if I was the Braves, I mean, you look the team How eliminated you, you last year, yeah. and 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 you're facing a team that has a lot of juice, and I think it's just a little scary because the Braves are taunting all regular season yeah. just for it to come down to this. Like, uh, like yeah. they, they did all that a, from an outsider's perspective, watching these last two games against the Marlins. Uh, like I know last year the Phillies were up and coming, so it wasn't really a threat at first. But I think for the first time since like the early 2010s, you guys are really here to yeah, show. That's what and me and Aiden said that last night. Like this, like last year was fun because we didn't know if they were even going to get by St. Louis. But this year, it kind of just feels like they're supposed to be here. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like one of those. Like I'm going to look in your eye. Like I'm here, and yeah. I'm going to show you. You guys are I'm never going to face in like the NLCS because you, you're either going to win the division or be the top wildcard team every year. Yeah. Exactly, and Jordan. Before you have to leave, you got it's around two fifty three currently right now, and you got your show at three. So, um, one thing before you leave, I uh, want to ask you, and I'll bring it to these guys as well. Who do you think steps up for both teams in this series, and someone we should be keeping an eye on for the Braves as well as the Phillies? For me, just talking, thinking Phillies, I think a guy that steps up is uh, Bryson Stott. I mean, he had a grand okay. slam in yeah. game two. I think he continues that momentum through the Brave series. And uh, for me and for the Braves, I would say um, probably I think it's going to be one of their pitchers that steps up, and I think Strider is probably going to have a really solid game one. I don't yeah. see, to honestly, I don't see the Phillies winning game one. I think they'll win 
game two and then bring it back to the bank and win the other two. But um, so you have Phillies to four. Yes, they have to win it. They, uh, you, you can't bring it back to Atlanta. You can't. You, Their home crowd's not that crazy. But still, I would. I still. Best thing about the Atlanta series though is the start. First two games are at noon. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, that yeah. should be, that should be this it's time. noon yeah, Monday. Yeah, yeah. Noon Monday. You guys know, uh, but, but the best thing about it is like it's not going to be a night Braves game. They're not going to have the lights off doing the chop as okay. no. The as first like game six oh seven. The first game. Oh, are you serious? Then CBS yeah. lied to me. My, my apologies. Yeah, the Orioles have the CBS one o'clock. says twelve p.m. Is currently lying to me. As well. Yeah, that's that's ridiculous. You know they're getting all night games at CBP because MLB is like in love with the Phillies right now, which is like. Something oh, I'm it's also the, the biggest series. That's why when I saw 12... All right, well, to answer Jack's question real quick, I yeah. think for the Phillies, the person who's going to step the most is Trey Turner. I, I don't know how well he did exactly, like you said, like exact stats he did in these two games. He had a double in the in the first game. Okay. And, he and then the he team. had another double. Yeah. Let the team well. in hit. But he's a, he's a yeah. guy who's getting hot. We saw him yep. win a ring for the Nats. He he really contributed there. And he's seen the, the, the Braves in the playoffs. And this team, exactly, in 2021, they lost... Yeah. Uh, yeah, they lost them in the NLCS with the Dodgers. So we've seen Trey be here, and he's been in that moment, so I expect him to step up. And for Atlanta, I really expect, it's going to sound like obvious, but Acuna, because he's never played in a World Series. He was out that playoffs. So I expect him to really want it, and he's the MVP of the National League and all of baseball, I would have to say. And, yeah, I expect him to really take charge, want that ring. Yeah, so that's, that's what I, I think I those say. are very solid answers. I do think Trey Turner is going to have a step up, um, at least yeah. at some point. He'll get a home run at some point. And this series is going to be a fight. I don't like. I expect Strider to get hit at least one of the games he pitches because he's probably going to pitch two games this series. Who do you think wins the series before he leaves? Braves in five. Okay, well, it's going to be a dog fight, and Please Strider's <laughs> <laughs> Strider's bound to slip up once, but he's also going to pitch good. That's that's my prediction. Yeah. All right, well, thank you, Jordan, for coming on 10th Inning, as always. And I'll keep, I'll bounce the question to you guys, uh, Brett and yeah. Aiden. Uh, we'll start with you, Brett. Okay. Who do you think uh, steps up for both teams? All right, I'll put all bias aside, and I'll look at this from a neutral perspective. <laughs> I'll start Atlanta. I think it's Ozzie Albies. Didn't play last year. He was hurt. There's not going to be a Vaughn Grissom who's going to give you 0 for 11, batting 8th. I mean, Albies had 30-plus homers, switch hitter. I mean, it's not the sexy pick, but... He's a pretty solid bat, yeah. <laughs> and it's a big step up from what they had last year. Phillies, I'm going to go JT. Um, mm. They need JT more than I think that I realized. He looked great last night. Mm -hmm. I think you know what you're going to get from Harper, from Turner. I have more belief in Stott than I do in JT, so that's what makes me believe that if JT can step up, it would really assure me that. I think if I had a second pick for the Phillies that steps up, it's going to be Nick. I think Nick Castellanos picks it up because, I mean, he had a really good September, and I think that he he found, he found started to get the ball rolling a little bit in the wild card, but I think we can expect a little bit yeah. more, Doc, from Nick Castellanos. I agree. I was thinking Nick, but the person I'm going with is, is Kyle Schwarber. I think mm. playoff performer. Mm -hmm. I mean, every, every time he's been in the playoffs, it feels like he's always rose to the occasion, and I think you could step on him. Sadly, he had a... Or you can count on him. Sadly, he had to face a lot of lefties in this Marlins wildcard yeah. series. He Good still was lefties. able to get two hits, including an RBI double and a run scored. But I think he's going to face a lot more righties against Atlanta. And he's just going to control the... Look, Strider's home run prone. He's going to face Strider game one. He's going to face Elder in game three. And then maybe Strider again in game four, depending on what they do there. But again, he does have to face Strider the lefty. Strider game four is... That they, would be rough for Atlanta. I think that's if your back's against the wall, truly 2-1, and, and you're afraid. But yeah. I I think 
Because then Strider's going against that Philly crowd who said in an interview <laughs> that he doesn't even like crowds. He doesn't. He doesn't. He said, "I don't like crowds meme, in general." I, and then he said, "Oh, well, I meant 2020." But Atlanta's really just. Oh man, they're just doing it like Snitker when they clinched. Yeah, told Acuna you're going to be in the World Series this year. It's like. It's like they're setting themselves up for a funny video. Yeah. <laughs> like, a funny edit. Yeah, funny. Come on. <laughs> but nah, I, I really do like Schwarber. And for the Braves, it's kind of hard to pick someone who steps up because they're they're very deep and, and you can pick pretty much anybody. I was thinking about one of the catchers, but I also they've been awful since July. So I don't know if I can really trust them to step up. I think I'm gonna go Michael Harris. I think he's, he's been he's last been, year. he's been very yeah, he was he was like a free out against the Phillies last yeah. year. Yeah, uh, I don't think he got it. NL, yeah, in the NL uh, DS. He's and legit. Though. I think this year he's a, he's a lefty, obviously solid. I think they still are hitting him in that nine hole. But sometimes they move him up. We move him up. So He'll we'll randomly see. hit like second. We'll see, yeah, we'll see what they do um, with him. But I think he has a solid series again. Phillies pitch have a lot of righties in that, not just the bullpen, and he'll see a lot of the righties because if he's going to hit before Acuna, they'll bring him in. They'll bring in a righty, so he'll get that righty-lefty matchup most likely if he's still in that nine spot. Do you bring in a righty for Acuna if you have Harris and then Olsen lurking? Weird enough, I honestly feel like I like most our lefties in the bullpen against Ronald Acuna more than I like. That's what I mean, like the righties, I think I because go. I think like the even like the Gregory sort of like the arm slide that comes inside. Hunter, and, and, still a hunter. And it's the most effortless hundred I think yeah. I've ever seen from a pitcher. And then Jose Alvarado is like. Uh, like his sinker combined with his cutter, like I think. Did Alvarado pitch last night? No, no. He was warming up, and then they Noah got out of the one inning, and then yeah. and then they went up seven nothing. So yeah. we got to give him his flowers, though. Nola really, Nola really did step up yeah, last he night. It for a lot sure. of doubters, pitching gems from both Nola and Wheeler. I mean, you couldn't ask for anything better from your one two. Phillies you in. <laughs> I, I you you're going to split in Atlanta. I think they have. I have a weird feeling that it's going to go to five, and Aaron's going to be like, "Uh oh, yeah, it's back to Atlanta." So it's and like, Strider might be pitching that game, and then you're like, Strider had a good game one. You're like, "Oh, Strider's going to get revenge," and then what you call it? Poof, five earned runs and so no five game innings. three, no game game seven wild card, but three. NLDS game seven. Man, I think this is is one of the closest NLDS yeah. or ALDS no because consensus. last year, last year it was with all due respect to the Mariners, they were very clearly worse than the Houston Astros. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Um, and same thing with the Guardians and the right. Yankees. Yeah. Oh, and and even though the Yankees were kind of struggling, I, I the Guardians still just didn't have enough to really compete with them. And then obviously you go over to the NL. Padres, Dodgers, that go to five or was that four? It was four. So that was a little weird. I thought that was close as well. But still, we didn't get to see any five. But, like, dude, Rangers and Orioles, we've been hearing about those teams all year. Phillies, Braves, we've been hearing about them all year. Dodgers and even not, maybe not so much Dodgers, Diamondbacks all year. That's probably. That feels like the the biggest gap yeah. in all three series. And then just like Houston all Twins, it's just a weird series to where I think that the Twins squeak out. like a, They'll, like. I just have a weird feeling that that series is going to be Twins winning two games by like a combined three runs, and then the Astros are going to win two games by a combined like twelve. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, it's going to be one of those. You're like, why is this two two, and why are we in game five right now? Yeah, mm-hmm. but I mean, we talked about it a lot today. Uh, we got all the wild card situations done. So just looking at future series, it's Twins and Astros, Rangers 
and Orioles. Phillies and Braves, as well as, hold on, I'm blanking, D-backs and Dodgers. Yep. <laughs> so a lot of teams to look out for, and we're definitely going to be on the watch for all four of these series for the ALDS and the NLDS. For Jack Miller and Brett Miller, thank you guys for tuning in to 10th Inning, and have a great rest of your Thursday afternoon.